Hey everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today I'm here with Ashley Merrill, the founder of Lunia, which is a company making sleepwear for the modern woman. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us here today. I'm looking forward to chatting. Yeah, I have so many questions for you. I mean, just being in your space and meeting your team and um, being in this lovely room, I'm just so excited to learn more about you and Lunia and just Thank kind you. of like your background and how you got started. Um, what were you doing before? Um, so I worked in online media, actually. Um, that feels like so long ago now that I say this to you. Yeah. Um, but I worked for nearly five years uh, helping to do advertising, doing um, M&A for online web mm -hmm. portals. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, gosh, that was, I think that was nearly 10 years ago. And prior to that, I worked in venture capital for a very short stint. Mm -hmm. What did you study in school? Yeah, so you... I'm an art history major, so that obviously makes tons of sense with my current profession. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I studied, I kind of went the route with college um, of just studying something that I was passionate about. Because mm -hmm. I figured it was that opportunity to be kind of frivolous. Yeah, I agree. And I went, um, I went abroad for a big portion of my college and being an art history major allowed my units to transfer over really That's well. That's awesome. And then actually, it was so funny. My parents said they were going to pay for four years of college. And so I think they did that to like motivate me. So I wasn't going to be someone who dragged, exactly, dragged it out. Yeah. But I finished quickly so that I could go to culinary school. So I actually went to culinary school for uh, a period oh, before I started working. Also. Awesome. Where was that? Um, there's a place called Kitchen Academy in um, more like, I think this more east mm -hmm. um la area in la yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly and it was a super fun experience and kind of neat again to do something totally different than where i figured i would end up yeah i went to culinary school but it was a raw food culinary oh, program when with did you Matthew do that Kenny, like right after college did as you? well it's such oh, a awesome. fun thing to experience and i had no idea how to cook anyway so it was yeah. just like i'm I, gonna learn it's the life skill that's probably had the best return on investment that yeah. i've ever made yeah, yeah. Oh, so how did you, okay, get into running a business, but also running a business and being in the fashion industry? Well, I mean, it's interesting because I love fashion. I, I, I think, you know, personally, I have passion for design and art, obviously the yeah. art history major thing, but that was never something I saw my career going into. Um, but I got into it because I could relate to, um, a gap in the market. Yeah. I felt like, Hey, here I am. I'm someone that likes clothes, likes dressing nice during the day, but then I come home at night and it's like that, that side of me completely turns off and I'm wearing my husband's really totally. old, ridiculous clothes. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of sent me on my journey actually mm -hmm. got me trying to see if there was something out there that would be a better solution. And the more I looked into it, the more I kind of came to realize that there, there were options, but they generally looked like the pajama set with piping that you're used to seeing yeah. in like an I Love Lucy movie mm -hmm. or something very sexy and more on the lingerie vein. Yeah. But I'd already captured my man, so I didn't need the lingerie situation. Exactly. Um, no, but I, I wanted something more practical so that I could feel like attractive, but comfortable on the everyday. Mm -hmm. And when I started that process, I just really couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. You know, even things that looked seemingly comfortable on the outside, once I put them on, you realize, 
well, maybe the design of that drawstring doesn't make any sense with the big bow when I'm sleeping at night yeah. or, you know, the spaghetti string that's going to twist and you wake up halfway exposed. So it just was this, this sort of process where after really going in, I realized there's, there's nobody thinking about it this way. And where were you at at this point in your life? Like you had just, did you, when did you start Linia? You said you had a son, right? Yeah. yeah so I, okay. If I think about timeline, I, I uh, was at that online media company for a long time. I realized that they, it was an incredible experience. I learned so much there. I got the opportunity to wear a lot of different hats, which I loved and um, actually be an entrepreneur. I launched a web portal within that company. I got to oh. build, a, uh, build a company essentially with training wheels on. It was fabulous. Wow, yeah. Um, and I ran it like you would if it was your own. I hired my mom, I hired my cousin. I mean, it was the most amazing experience. But then once I launched that, I kind of came to this place where I'm like, I'm not sure what next steps look like within this company. Mm -hmm. And so I realized I was going to go to business school. So I applied and I, oh, okay. um, I knew that was happening. And I figured whatever my next gig was that I wanted to be somehow entrepreneurial. And I didn't need to do my own thing, but I wanted to do be in a, a company that there was a lot of passion. Yeah. And I assumed I might either meet somebody in business school or that I might join somebody else's startup mm -hmm. was kind of where my head was at. And so I left that company and then I went to business school. Um, and I had had this kind of what I had deemed to be a silly idea about sleepwear years before. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a million reasons not, not to, to do, do something. something. Um, and I actually kind of think that it was good. I didn't because I, I learned so much that I was, when I did it, I was as ready as you could be. Mm -hmm. Um, so the timeline kind of looked like in October, 2012 or September, 2012, I went, I started business school and then where in, did you go? Uh, UCLA. Oh, cool. So I went to Anderson. Well, yeah. Um, and then my husband and I decided this is a great time to start trying to build a family cause I'll be in school and mm -hmm. it all sounded really great. So <laughs> in, in, I found out I was pregnant late September. So starting right, school, when you started. Yep. Oh so I, so here I'm like, but that's okay. I was like, that's great. That was the plan. But then the second I got pregnant, it was so weird. Something really interesting happened where something in me flipped and I realized, you know, this is never going to get easier to yeah. start something. And now, you know, while being afraid of failing had kept me from pursuing my idea, I realized that that wasn't as risky as having to tell my kid that I didn't D do what I dreamed yeah. of. Um, and so because of that, I actually was more motivated to start the company and felt like it was an hour never type thing. Mm -hmm. So I started working on Lunia in October of 2012. So all three of those things happened at once. Wow. It's not something I recommend to people. Yeah. It wasn't something I necessarily planned on. I didn't know that I was going to have that, that feeling mm -hmm. at that time, but, um, you know, but you back, listened. No <laughs> yeah, but you listened to your intuition and yeah, that definitely goes into an, yeah. an aspect of starting your own business. Oh, Cause you need sure. that to keep you going. Yeah. I think one of the things I always tell people is that I had to convince myself very deeply of this idea and I'm really hard to convince. Mm -hmm. Um, it took me a long time because mm -hmm. the way I play devil's advocate with myself a lot. So I'll be like, oh, okay, this seems like a good idea. And then I'll, I'll come up with a thousand reasons why I don't think it is and see if I can convince myself back in the direction. And through that, that exercise, I realized that I became so deeply um, uh, resolute and, and had such a deep belief about the opportunity here that I was able to convince other people. Yeah. And I think that that's been really fundamental to our success is 
you know, it all comes down to team. And mm -hmm. so you need to be able to get other people as excited about the potential and the idea as you are. Yeah. And so I actually look at that period of time as that was really valuable and me getting a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. And other people in your life around you at that time, like your husband yeah. and the rest of your family, were they yeah. supportive or? I'm super lucky. I have a very supportive family. Um, and my husband's also an entrepreneur. And so it was funny because so he's been running his company for nearly 12 years um, at that time. So he was about six years in mm -hmm. and I turned to him and I told him the feeling about needing to do it in particular in this time frame with the kid, the yeah. incoming child. Yeah. Um, and he bought into that because he does really ascribe to the happy wife, happy life yeah. uh, philosophy. But I think that even at the time that he said, yes, do it. And I support you. Neither of us really knew what we were getting, getting into, into because neither of us knew what having a kid was going to look like, which was probably the biggest unknown piece. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think over the years, his support has gotten, you know, better and better because at the beginning we were both so rocked. Um, and I think that evolution of having the whole, your whole life. I mean, you're experiencing this now but yeah. change from being about you to being about other people. Mm -hmm. That's, that's fascinating. Um, and so I'd say that he was always completely philosophically aligned and, and supportive as much as could be. And I'd say, but what he does for me today is huge. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to do this. if I. What does he help you with today? I mean, it, he's, it's the unsexy stuff that you really need. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, I need you to drop the kids off at school. Mm -hmm. I need to know that if the, there's a call that somebody's sick, that it's going to be as likely that it could be you getting the kids and as you. me, Yeah. you know, that it's equal. I can't be the go-to for everything. Mm -hmm. And he gets that. And in a lot of cases, um, will be the first person to go, I got it. I'm going to go take care of it. Cause his, you know, his business isn't at such a young Steve. He has more stage. support at his company being much more established at mm -hmm. this point. So, um, so he, he's really in that kind of day to day thing, you know, That's even amazing. silly things like, you know, there's our door needed to be repaired and he'll, he, he knows that that means, okay, can you let the guy in show him where the problem is? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just running the household is, is a thing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And splitting up the job is totally. so important and communicating with each other and knowing yes. that you both have something, but he obviously, like you mentioned, yeah. he's gone through this stage that you've gone oh, through. Yeah. So he's able to take a little more time. I mean, I just watched the most interesting um, show. Have you heard of Netflix explained? No. So they did this segment on um, the wage gap. And when they started investigating it on a national level, what they realized was the wage gap is not so much um, at that employers are generally not paying women equal to mm -hmm. men. It's more that women are opting out of jobs because they have a huge amount of responsibility at home. That makes so, while so much sense. Yeah. I mean, while the conversation is all about women in the workplace, we've gone, okay, you can go to work, but just don't let any of the balls drop yeah. at home. And so it's really kind of this unrealistic predicament. Expectation. Yeah. yeah. Of women having to do it all. Yeah. I mean, the number of I, I would be, I, I don't network in the evenings. I don't do all those things, which a single woman or somebody, you know, or a man might be able to do. And unquestionably that hurts my career and most women that are trying to balance that. Yeah. And so I think that it's funny. We talk about this balance a lot at home and we talk about how I think the next wave of feminism is about, you know, really talking about equality at home, Yeah. you know, almost, almost more than the workplace. It just adds a lot of I pressure. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's so important to, to have these conversations and share, because I also think that 
the like the wage gap. I think that people who don't experience that balancing things at home or the uh, responsibility at home, they're not, they, people just don't see that there's two sides to everything. And yeah. it's a bigger conversation than it's not black and white. Of course. Right? Yeah. And I think that's why these are hard problems to solve. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, I described to somebody cause I'm very motivated around equal opportunity and Lunia in, in a lot of ways, um, just the fact that if you go into that room, there's a ton of women that work here. I feel yeah. proud to have a, a company that, a lot of women are passionate about working at mm -hmm. and creates opportunity for women. And, but I, and I thought, oh, great, I'm going to be the change because I'm going to have this company led by women where women feel like they have no ceiling on them. And I started to peel back that onion. And I realized, wow, there's so many layers to this challenge mm -hmm. of creating opportunity where a man could say that he's not really into being a provider and he wants to stay with the, you know, with the kids or, yeah. and that a woman could say she wants to. To make that happen, there's a lot of things we have to A lot of undoing to yeah. do. A lot. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that all the time. It's like our generation is having the conversation and kind of getting it going, but still not there yet mm -hmm. because you can still be judged by being in that role, totally. which is not a big deal to be judged no. when you want to, when you do what you want to do. But I think with social media and with all these things come like people being um, afraid of what others think about them, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I mean, I love that you shared that at once, like that feeling about Lunia came to you and you knew you had to do it and yeah. you did it during a time where it may not have been convenient oh. in your life. <laughs> totally. Because it's so important to trust your gut. Right. And, um, I, and also make a really like smart decision. Sure. Like, with backed up by all sorts of right. other things, but I think trusting your gut is definitely in it. So I'm curious, you know, you got it, you decided you were getting it started. Yeah. You knew at that point, this is what I'm going to do. So in business school, is that kind of what you geared your education towards? Uh, yes. And yeah. it's so funny because I'm someone who went to business school and generally don't advocate business school for people. Yeah. Cause um, it kind of puts you in a box, yeah. but then and it's a big a investment. Of, yeah. and, and the reality is, um, both in time and monetarily. And one of the things that I always say is I think, you know, if you took that amount of money that you gave towards business school and you applied that towards starting something, yeah. even if it failed, you have the education. Mm -hmm. I hire people all the time who started small businesses that didn't work out mm -hmm. because what I know about them is they're going to have an interesting 360 appreciation for what goes into making all of this yeah. work. And that's valuable. And mm -hmm. so I, I value that almost as highly, maybe even more highly as an MBA. Yeah. Um, so in my case, I think the, the reason it was valuable for me was that I actually used business school. Uh, every class I was in there, I was in marketing and I brought in my marketing plan. What do mm -hmm. you think? I'm using this incredible professor to give me feedback. It's so like I have smart. a full advisory board. Yeah. Um, I was going into accounting, which was not a, a class that I might've been really excited about. Mm -hmm. I was showing up early. I was pumped. I brought my P and L. I oh was like, what gosh. do you think about this? Yeah. So it was, it, it was really valuable for mm -hmm. me and really worked out. And it was basically the beginning stages of Lunia. So exciting. Um, and so, yeah, I felt yeah. really grateful for that. But my school lasted three years. So it was one of those things where at a certain point, though, I was just like, okay, I need to get this done so I can Oh, my move gosh. Because yeah. the program was three years or you took three years? I, it, was, it, be, it was a three-year program, actually, because I did this new program called Flex, mm -hmm. which where you only go to class 
one time a month, but you have all the homework and all oh, the other things. Cool. Okay. And um, I loved it because I did, um, you had video classes and it's still a normal MBA um, program, but the FEMBA Flex program, which is what that's called, it's a three-year program. Mm -hmm. And that's how they get all the information in. And I did remember actually, I had a moment in that where, because I had both my kids while I was in business school. Wow. And uh, I asked for some kind of, I said, can I get some kind of award for this? Like yeah. two kids, a business, <laughs> come on. Like, I was like, maybe I won't be the top grade, but come on, let's do this. Yeah. Um, but no, I had some tough moments in that school. And I remember calling um, the dean and just being like, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to continue. And they, uh, it was the dean I called happened to be a woman. And she's like, oh. no, 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 you will. And we will get you there. And we're going to figure out how to make it all work. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, that it was like sort makes of like, me want to cry. That's so it, sweet. And sometimes you yes. really need that person totally. to push you because you hit these moments where yes. you just like need that person to believe in you and know that you're going to make it work. It was amazing. And yeah. I actually don't even know if I told her that, but I, I talk about yeah. it all the time. It was probably like a, a quick call for her. She didn't realize that I was truly on the brink yeah. like that. And, <laughs> and for me, I think, oh, thank goodness she just gave me the encouragement I needed. Yeah. You know? So what did you start with when you started Lunia? What, um, what was your first line and why? I was going to say a Google search yeah. and make clothes. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Exactly. Um, so it took me two years to produce my first piece of clothing um, because I had no idea how to make clothes. Yes. I mean. And not only that, I have really high expectations. Mm -hmm. So I went in with my own really high expectations and then no idea what I was doing. So I started with a small line, um, which... It took me a long time, almost 10 rounds of sampling, which in clothing is crazy. Mm -hmm. Lots of money, time, yeah, all sure. this to get to a place where I got something that I went, okay, that's worthy of selling. Mm -hmm. Even though I look back and I'm like, I can't even believe that that, that met that, my bar at the time. But mm -hmm. it was just, it was hard, you know, mm -hmm. but I made those five pieces and I'm proud that I figured out how to do it. And, um, but they became the evolution point, right? Mm -hmm. They were just that it was from there and we're I, my background again being more in, in tech I was very iterative in an approach so that was just a starting point and every time we would go ooh let's tweak this let's improve the fabric let's you know da da mm -hmm. da 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 and where we're at now is sort of the product of those you know the the evolution I should say Definitely. of those initial pieces yeah, yeah because you have to find the relationships find your manufacturer totally. do they make quality product also do I like working oh, with yeah. them are they on time like oh, all yeah. these things go into it so and nobody wants to talk to you when you're small manufacturing yeah. wise because clothing is a business of quantities mm -hmm. and so it was a really interesting process i would make cookies <laughs> go down to my manufacturer and beg him to Aww. finish my pieces wow sometimes he would give me pieces eight months late and i'd show up there every week like where's everything oh just trying to encourage him but all the bigger, more important orders got done first. Yeah. And then I would show up there and try to collect and, and I, you know, I'd have ordered 30 pieces and I'd find 22 and I'd have to go through the bins, the oh cutting bins and try to find the rest of the pieces. Just thought that beginning stage is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But it really does set you up. I, I, I know that exact feeling because yeah. now it's just more streamlined, I'm sure. And oh. you know exactly what goes and you went through all the stages yourself. So Absolutely. you know exactly what other people, their roles need to involve and all oh. sorts of things. I know what to ask for. I think that the key for us is we're now just big enough that, that people, we can have best in class yeah. partners and, mm -hmm. and that's just amazing. I mean, I think what I saw when I think back about what I dreamed of for the future was that we were innovators mm -hmm. in both design and fabric. And we are 
we are that now, mm-hmm. you know, but that was so far away from where it started. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. So were you thinking like, I'm going to start with timeless pieces? I mean, in the fashion industry, there's um, seasons, right? Sure. And are you doing seasons now? Were you not before? Um, how's that for so, working so we're a problem solving company. Mm-hmm. We're not based on really anything fashion. Mm-hmm. So the seasonality you'll see from us has to do with the problems that need to be solved. So the example of that would be, I'm not probably going to give you heavy sweater knits in summertime, Mm -hmm. uh, but you do need those in the winter Mm because your house gets cold and you're walking around. And, you know, so for sure you'll see some seasonality, but I don't think about it in that way. I think about it in the way of um, how do we have, and I hate the word classic because there's nothing traditional about our styles, yeah. but how do we have pieces that can withstand the test of time, mm-hmm. um, but are still cool um, and that are so incredibly comfortable and functional that you want to wear them all the time. And then when you are rebuying, you're basically just, I love that piece so much. I want it in another color so I can wash the yeah. other one, Yeah, um, which is what I hear from a lot of people. They're like, I had to get a second one because I needed to be able to wash the first yeah. one. <laughs> it, sleep and, and really we're more broadly, you know, we focus on sleep because I think it has the highest bar, like Mm -hmm. something that is functional enough that you can sleep in it, um, is higher, a higher bar than something that you can lounge around the house Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, straps that don't twist and things aren't really an issue for walking around the house. Whereas sleeping at night is, yeah, it's, it's a a process where you're not aware of how Mm -hmm. your body's moving. So we call our product sleepwear because we do think that's the highest quality bar that we can design for. But we are also making pieces knowing that the moment you come from from work, you need something comfortable to put on. We want you to be your best self, to be comfortable and confident even on your off hours. Mm -hmm. And so I think you see that through our pieces, this sort of intentionality of design, knowing that there's a layering and unlayering process that goes on when you're around the home. Yeah. And I love that too. I I think um, I noticed that when I was younger, it's just, I love getting into my home clothes yes. because it changes my mindset. Yes. So it's, it's a nice transition throughout the day. It's like a mindful intention of I'm here. I'm going to be present. I'm with my family now. And I try and turn off as much as I can, obviously not all the time, but it's, it's just a nice thing to a gift for yourself. I would say you like literally and metaphorically shed your day. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. So what's in store for Lunia now? I mean, your team, everyone seems so happy here working together so well. And, um, and it's such a great space. And I know you guys do a lot of events here as well. So I'd say, um, I'm thank I'm glad they seem happy. I I think that's really important to us. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure this is a great place to work. And we've been really trying to talk about culture and build on culture a lot this past really six months and make sure it's just an awesome place to work. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so it's definitely something we strive for. We're growing our team in a big way. Um, we've had just huge growth. I'm so grateful. I need to like knock on wood. Um, (laughs) and so to support that, you know, just building this team, uh, having better processes. So this back end, not sexy stuff, you know, that that's a lot of what this year is for us. Um, because we're, you know, we're a quality company. So I want to make sure that Ultimately, if you buy something from Lunia, you know it's best in class. And that comes down to actually the people behind it, making mm-hmm. sure that they have that high of a bar and that they, they have that same uh, sense of responsibility for the product. 
And so a lot of team stuff going on this year. But externally, um, we do have some really exciting new um, problem-solving capsules, but some really cool capsules that are going to be coming out. Um, one, I will say, just it's a resort collection, which is going to be incredible. Um, and then uh, we've got a number of other really fun ones. And then I think these all kind of came from feedback. You know, So a lot of our development comes from people saying, hey, I love your pieces. I'm going on vacation. Um, I need something that feels nice but is you know more a little more lightweight or yeah, something like exactly. that so we that that's the kind of stuff that inspires us mm-hmm. um so you're going to see some of that we're going to be rolling out more bedrooms so you're, we're obviously sitting here in the los angeles bedroom there's a new york bedroom and we're hoping to to expand a lot in that in that arena and have a lot of other locations mm-hmm. um, because a lot of our bedrooms are really great ways to have um a, a great customer experience yeah. opportunity and events are fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's it's so interesting how that's become such a part of who we are, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it sort of developed organically where we just went, you know, what are the conversations that we would want to be present for and how can we create a space that, that, that supports that? That nurtures, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's happened and it was one of those things you couldn't have really planned on, but we get hundreds of people here every week. I mean, literally they're outside setting up for a big one tomorrow wow. night and that's, that's every week there's something mm-hmm. like that so it's been great Aww, yeah it's so fun yeah it's really fun well i'm really excited for where lunia's headed and i i just i have to say i love all your products Yay. and especially i use your sleep mask at night oh good and um not the silk one like the one that Restore. came out before yeah um but it's just so soft and i just oh, okay. i i love seeing all your ads online Yay. i'm always like scrolling through instagram I'm like they know me because <laughs> i'm definitely the target yeah totally um, good but yeah, especially actually even for breastfeeding, like your jumpers, all sorts of things. Yeah. It's just really convenient. I hear the the romper. People just tell yeah. me that they love that. It's really I need easy. to get my hands on yeah, that. That's I'm actually, if it's here, I'm going to go check it out. But, yeah. but it was so nice to meet you yeah. and hear your story. And Great to meet you yeah. and see your sweet little baby. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so I really enjoyed this. Yeah, thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.